Welcome back to Awakening Reformation, where Reformation awakens now. My name is Grant, and joined with me is my beautiful wife, Erica, the Weaker Vessel. Hello, everyone. If you would like to get to know more about Awakening Reformation podcasts, we're a part of Rebel Alliance Media. Go to rebelalliancemedia.com to find the other podcasts in our network, Rebel Podcast, which comes out on Wednesdays, Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids podcast comes out on Mondays. And we have Redeeming History podcast that comes out on Fridays. I think it just wrapped up its first season. Yeah, but you can get all the episodes to yep. it. It was really, really good. You can follow us on social media. You can subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. We also have a Patreon account that a bunch of awesome people have so graciously given to us so that we can continue to do what we do here at Rebel Alliance Media. Mm-hmm. So search Rebel Alliance on Patreon if you'd like to contribute to help us out. If you have not yet done the pro-life challenge, we encourage all of our listeners and all of their friends to record a brief video of themselves simply explaining why you are pro-life and use the hashtag pro-life challenge, tag Rebel Alliance Media in it so you can check out your videos. Um, We have some really awesome pro-life videos that have gone up. We've had Doug Wilson do it. We've had a bunch of our listeners and followers um, have their own video, make their own videos, and even all of us here at Rebel Alliance Media have made our own little videos. So if you haven't seen them yet, go on Facebook or Instagram, go check out all the awesome pro-life videos, and we encourage you guys to make your own. Yeah, it's been a super fun weekend watching everyone's videos go up. Even some kids mm-hmm. have gotten involved. Super awesome. So get your video out there and help us spread this challenge so that we can encourage people to be bold in their views mm-hmm. of being pro-life. And it opens up great dialogue. Mm-hmm. Everyone on your friends list sees why you are pro-life or why your friends who are tagging you in their pro-life videos are pro-life. So it's really a great avenue to open up this discussion and to just say, like, hey, we're here. Like, we're pro-life and we're here. And this is not a my we're not a minority exactly and this is one of those topics that is cross-denominational too so people from all over the evangelical christian world are Mm pro-life and so it's really cool to see people from all the different camps uniting together to really try and stop abortion in our country and in the world really Mm -hmm. we were able to go to the historic event alive from New York that Focus on the Family put on in mm-hmm. Manhattan. I know we were telling you guys about it. It was this past Saturday and we really had an awesome time and it was incredible to see 10,000 plus people in Times Square in New York City, one of the most liberal anti-Christian cities really mm-hmm. in our country and this is obviously seen in the legislation that was recently passed by Governor Cuomo, Mm -hmm. but to be able to be a part of this this event was incredible. It was a really great time. I think that there were, the count was upwards of 20,000 people showed up. Oh, really? And they were counter-protesters as well that were added Uh to that that number. (laughs) I think there wasn't very many of them, like 200, but I know it was kind of like a a slap in the face to the counter-protesters because they were added into the number of the, this like pro-life event. And they were all mad about it because they were like, that's not why we showed up. (laughs) (laughs) But you were there. But you were there and you showed up. Guilty by association. (laughs) I know. It's funny. 
Anyway, it was super awesome. So if you haven't watched that video, we threw up a live video on our Facebook page as well, and you can go check that out. Yep. And we put together a little video of some interviews we were able to do and uh, give you kind of a in-the-crowd look. So go to our Facebook page. We got to talk page. to some really fun, awesome people from, I mean, I think we talked to someone from Texas, Canada, Haiti, New York, New Jersey, all over the place. And it was really neat. Yeah, it was awesome. So we had a good weekend. So this week we have a very special guest. Yes. If you are not familiar with The Bar Podcast, you should be. The host of that podcast, Dwayne Atkinson, is our guest today. And so, without further ado, we are going to go into our discussion that we had with Dwayne. Welcome (laughs) to Awakening Reformation Podcast, Dwayne. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) So, for those of you guys who haven't heard of Dwayne Atkinson, he hosts an awesome podcast called The Bar Podcast. And we are going to get to know this wonderful guy. So, Dwayne, could you give us just a quick bio? Uh, we want to we want to get pretty deep into your story, but just okay. to start off with, um, just give us a quick bio about um, what you're doing right now and who you are and that sort of thing. Nice. Okay. Well, again, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, my name is Dwayne Atkinson, uh, founder and I guess host of the Bar Podcast, which stands for Biblical and Reform, not Black and Reform. (laughs) But it's all good. Um, And I am the husband of one wife. Uh, I got four children. Um, My podcast is uh, a blessing from God, and and I'm so honored to do it. And uh, I've been blessed to not only have my podcast, but um, create a network of podcasts that we have. And um, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so first question is we'd like to know just how you came to the Lord. Awesome. Well, this is an interesting story, and uh, I think I've told it quite a few times now. Um, but I always have to start off with my, you know, my upbringing. I, ra- I was raised in the church, both parents, uh, you know, believers. Mm-hmm. We were members at a uh, missionary Baptist church in a little town called Turkey, North Carolina. Um, and at this church, I was the drummer. Um, awesome. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was that guy. And then also, you know, being in a small country town, I was, you know, I played sports and I played every sport to keep from having to come home and work on the farm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> athlete, drummer, and that combination and a whole lot of pride led to a life of uh, promiscuity, a life of womanizing uh, or player, all of those, um, you know, words that go together, that was me. And God used that very thing that I had pride in uh, to uh, bring me down to my knees, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I was a player. I was proud of being mm-hmm. a player. Um, I was good at it. Felt like I was good at it. And um, and I always have to like kind of intro, like say, say the whole thing, because if I cut it short, it sounds so weird. But <laughs> uh, in, in the 90s and before, before then, the cell phone service came out with a, a service called three-way calling, kind of, you know, yeah. what you do on the phone, you know. So you just can't say three-way, you know, nowadays. People mind <laughs> no. pervert it. So, you know. That's right. Yeah. So it was three-way calling. I got a phone call from a young lady 
not knowing that another young lady that I was also talking to was on the line. And so they pretty much tricked me, confronted me, cussed me out. And that thing, God used that very thing to crush my pride. Wow. And I literally rolled out of my mom. I was at my mom and dad house in my bedroom field and literally rolled out of the bed onto my knees. And I said, Lord, I'm making a mess of my life. I give it to you. Uh, you know, help me turn around and, and that was how he pulled me in. Uh, I wish I could say happily ever after from there, but that wasn't the case. <laughs> but that is my uh, my conversion story. That's so neat. Yeah, that's that, that's really awesome. So where is Turkey, North Carolina in reference to Fayetteville? Okay, so it's about 45 minutes to an hour from Fayetteville going towards Wilmington. That My my landmarkers are okay. Fayetteville and Wilmington. Uh-huh. And I say it's in between Fayetteville and Wilmington. We're about... 45 minutes to an hour from Wilmington. So if you're in the state 40, yep. you pass right past uh, Turkey. Or if you're, you know, leaving Fayetteville, Highway 24, you go right past Tur- Turkey that way, man. It's just a little. I always made the joke that uh, there's a, a well-known sign on the main highway in Turkey that says, Welcome to Turkey. But on the other <laughs> side, it says, Thanks for coming. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was, so I, I'm active duty in the Army. We were actually mm-hmm. at, at Fort Bragg for about seven and a half years. Yeah, I went to school at Fayetteville State. So, yeah. yeah, perfect. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we we love there. We actually really love North it's Carolina. It's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, I eventually want to get back there, honestly. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if we ever passed. It sounds like it's pretty small. Maybe it's easy to miss. But <laughs> oh, yeah, it's easy to miss. Yeah, we went Literally. to – we try to get to the beach several times every summer. So Oh, yeah, yeah. If you went to good. the beach, you went through. Uh, <laughs> you just didn't know it. You had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Too really funny. cool. So – from your conversion, um, could you tell us a little bit about your church background and sure. then what being involved in ministry looked like during that time and then what led you to become Reformed? Gotcha. Good deal. So, like I said, it wasn't happily ever after um, after the night of my conversion because I got up and I turned on TBN. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because it seemed like the right thing to do. Right. Turned on TBN and I started following, you know, Joe Osteen and Cuffalo Dollar and TD Jakes and all of these guys. And, yeah. Uh, started, you know, I mean, I was, I was village. I mean, I was hardcore in it, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I was, I was still at the, the Missionary Baptist Church, but I was following these guys pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually met my wife on MySpace. Um, so that's oh. dating myself as well. Oh, um, I know MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I met, I met my wife on MySpace. Uh, you know, we saw each other and fell in love. I moved to Greenville, South Carolina, where she was actually a member at uh, the biggest church in South Carolina, uh, Redemption World Outreach Center at the time. It's been renamed since then. Mm-hmm. And at the time, the pastor was Ron Carpenter, also a TV minister, you know, the whole word of faith, mm-hmm. yeah. speaking in tongues, Pentecostal. And so I was there, um, you know, heavy, hardcore, in it, nose deep. And um, to the point where, you know, I started, as you can say, kind of uh, moving up the ranks. <laughs> okay. And uh, and went through a ministry course there, as well as uh, um, they had me teaching um, Bible study on Wednesdays to to young young boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, in their eyes, in in the ministry, right. um, and so while there and getting on staff and seeing you know behind the scenes and all of that stuff, I began to question a lot of what I was seeing, 
you know, as far mm-hmm. as what was staged versus what was real, yeah. you know, the manipulation, you know, when we say this, we'd get this kind of offering. So let's make sure we say this again, wow, you know, yeah. that kind of, uh, that kind of manipulation. And so, um, <clears throat> that led to me, uh, just kind of looking at things sideways, you know, just kind of over uh, examining things so much so that I started a Facebook page called Be Not Deceived, which you may have heard of. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it sounds familiar, and, actually. Yeah. And Be Not Deceived uh, was a page that uh, pretty much uh, called out false teachers, you know, because okay. I was in the midst of it. But. I could see, you know, the falsehood. Mm-hmm. And and it was funny because I was calling these people out. And then I also was getting drawn to the new apostolic reformation guys, which is a whole nother side of <laughs> <laughs> falsehood, you okay. know. And yep. I'm thinking I'm getting closer to the guy, you know, this modern yep. apostle. And so I went through the court. I actually connected with a quote unquote apostle in uh, Dallas. Mm-hmm. And me and my wife went through the course and the ministry course. And at the end of the ministry course, they uh, released uh, or gave you whatever your ministry calling is. You know, if you're a prophet, they, you know, they call you a prophet and mm-hmm. give you a certificate. Okay. So me and my wife were release quote unquote as apostles and a lot of people tease me over that (laughs) at one time apostle people yeah and and some people still try to call me that depends on you know what circles you know we go in and and um and it never really fit you know it never really felt comfortable i always felt like uh, you know anytime i heard it it just never (laughs) sat well with me for whatever reason uh, well, I know the reason. I mean, it was right. unbiblical, but <laughs> the spirit inside of you was telling you <laughs> yeah, to say right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It was screaming every day. I just was listening. But um, so that was me, man. Uh, recognizing falsehood, recognizing false teaching, but also still being um pulled in that direction. Mm-hmm. And um, my I was working for the city, and one of my coworkers heard me. Uh, mentioned Calvinism because somebody had mentioned it to me and you know first thing I was trying to do was YouTube research how it's wrong you know like let me Google how it's wrong and and let me listen to debates and so he heard me mention it and then he said hey you know you want to learn about it and I'm thinking like sure like let me listen and and debunk all this stuff you know this is my mentality Mm -hmm. and so he calls me in his office he's like okay every day at lunchtime come by my office and we'll go through the Westminster Confession and so we nice. literally every day at lunchtime went through the Westminster Confession and he would read a ver- read read a part, turn around, ask me if I agree, we'll talk about it. He'll cite, you know, do the sermon some of the uh scripture sightings or whatever. Yeah. And when it was over, I was like, Wow, you know, I I, I agree, you know, everything yeah. except the baptism part, that part I, I disagree, but everything else, yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> And um and that was that was the that was the, the way I got to reform theology. And he introduced me to Ligonier and Grace oh, to yeah. You and mm-hmm. Truth for Life. And that's how I fell in love with podcasting. And there so he was uh uh Greg Bainey. Uh actually was able to bring him onto the bar later as one of my guests. Oh, and, that's uh, cool. and yeah, it was it was really good to have him because he he's definitely a big influence influencer when it comes to you know, me discovering reform yeah. faith. What did your church situation look like at that time? 
Okay, so that's always the hardest part. Um, my so I had left the uh, the big church, the mm-hmm. big church, and I went to a storefront, and the storefront was still word of faith, charismatic, whatever. Uh, but they weren't uh, they weren't manipulative. Like their doctrine was bad, but they were good people. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I stayed there for a long time, and honestly, still have a lot of connections with them because the pastor is probably one of the nicest, you know, I mean, never met anybody that would do anything for you like this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so I still have a lot of connections with them, you know, but they, they just have bad theology. Right. Um, but that was, and they, and the funny thing is they were supportive of me during my whole, you know, they, cause he didn't even understand, you know, wow, like yeah. when I talk about the podcast, he was like, Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> Whatever long as this, yeah. <laughs> long, long as God told you it was okay. You know, yeah, <laughs> right. As long as you got a word about it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, all, like, I mean, even people at the church by the gear, I mean, it's amazing. Like, they oh, don't, wow. Yeah. They don't, they don't understand, That's but so funny. you know, yeah, they're so, you know, they're so such nice people and, and supportive people, man. But, uh, that's that was my that's why that transition was so smooth for me, yeah. um, because of that that church. I mean, I guess good and bad, you know, they didn't understand, but they were supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, but like as of right now, we're still trying to find a, a good home here uh, now, uh, me and my wife. So we do visit that church from time to time a yeah. lot, mm-hmm. um, but we still, you know, looking for a good church home now. Yeah. And, you know. In the area of Fayetteville, too, we spent through our years there um, visiting a lot of churches. It is pretty difficult yeah. to find a good reformed church sure. or a church that is as hospitable as even the one that you just described. So, well, even here mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, we've been here for nine months, and you'd think in a city like New York City, there's got to be a good church somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to find. Right. A... Yeah, tons of churches, but not good yeah. ones. Yeah, exactly. For difficult. Sure. Um, so then from, from there, tell us why you started the bar podcast. I know you had this, uh, discernment blog, the Facebook page, uh, ministry going on, but what, what then made you want to do, you know, podcast audio and get that going? Yeah, sure. So with the discernment blog, um, we did radio. A lot of people don't know. We did this, uh, blog talk radio, um, which was, kind of like before podcasting got big it was this online radio service called blog talk and we were up there under the title of uh, warriors for truth that was the name of the show um my brother from texas had the idea you know mm-hmm. we get up and talk about discernment stuff and have people call in and debate and argue and all of that so <laughs> sounds great <laughs> yeah it was it was awesome <laughs> and so um you know, whenever I discover podcasts and, uh, you know, and, and looking near and all of that, I stumbled upon the Reform Pub. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, you can actually have fun while being on the radio. Like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's a thing. I didn't know because all I knew about was, you know, discernment. Calling people out. Yeah, yeah, going hard and hard topics. But, you know, and, and I heard, you know, Les and Tanner and, and was inspired. I was like, wow, we could we could do this. Like it, it don't have to be, you know, hard nose, hardcore. And I originally reached out to my team cause I don't, I don't know if I mentioned it, but the be not deceived uh, consists of several people all over the United States that are on our team. We, you know, conference call, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to them about the podcast idea and they was like, yeah, cool. Sure. But you know what? With people, man, especially when you're dealing with more than one, mm-hmm. um, 
they their schedules and they're busy and you know so we originally started a podcast you know three years ago in march and um you know it was a real slow start like we had an episode and then you know a couple of weeks later we might have another episode yeah and i you know i was kind of like i don't know that's the route I want to go. And then I was thinking about even giving up on it. And um, I just so happened to look at Sermon Audio app one day. And probably, yeah, the anniversary of this was uh, last weekend. And Steve Lawson was in Greenville. And I was like, yo, Steve Lawson's in Greenville. We yeah. got to go see him. Like, he was just preaching at some random church. And, you know, audio uh, Sermon Audio was advertising about it. Oh, okay. And so me and my wife, we was like, oh, well, we're going to go. So we we jumped up. We went. Here's Stephen Lawson. Mm-hmm. As soon as the service was over, Todd Friel was sitting behind us. Oh, dang. <laughs> and I was like, yo, it's, it's Todd Friel. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so um, I introduced myself to him and my wife and his wife. And, and I said, man, Todd, I've been thinking about, you know, doing podcasting and, you know, this and this and that and that. And he was like, hey. You need to do that. Like, that is a really good idea. I don't know if anybody's doing that. You need to do that. It was like, stop waiting around, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever I can do to help. You need to do it. And um, I just, I guess I needed to hear that tonight, man, yeah, because that was my, that was kind of like the push in the direction. And I was, I pretty much was like, okay, I can't wait on nobody, you know, to pursue this. If there's something I want to do, I got to, I'm going to have to be the one to do it. And mm-hmm. so that's when I turned it into interview style and because you know i don't have to wait on nobody else and i yeah. schedule with mm-hmm. people that want to talk and we schedule it yeah. and that's pretty much how I, how I took off man interview style and god has blessed us to get some really good interviews yeah you've had some, some i mean heavy hitters yeah yeah by god's grace man i get asked all the time like how do you get these people i have no idea i just <laughs> send them the same email like i don't yeah. e- you know i don't even pull the black card like i think i can <laughs> By saying like this is a black reform guy just trying to get in, you know, no, I don't even do that. Man. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been getting, you know, it's just amazing, man. I'm just so humbled and grateful. Um, and it's no secret sauce, man. I just, yeah. I, I, I always tell people about the instance with, uh, with, with, with Mark Dever. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he has this meeting with his his guys about, you know, what he's going to do. And so the the email thread, you know, usually it has a conversation below where the guy was like, yeah, Mark could do it. Well, I scrolled down the email thread, just mm-hmm. being nosy. And yep. Mark had emails like, okay, I'll do this one, all caps. Like, oh, this one out of all the rest of them? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I don't know. I have no idea. I even met when I met him at E3, I was like, hey, man, I remember this, this, that. And he was like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. He's like, I just wanted to do it. So, like, well, thank you then, sir. <laughs> and that that is one of your top episodes, I will oh, say. Sure. Sure. Him him uh him calling out your your friend too. That was yeah, that was really yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, he, he gave us the business. We, yeah, it was we, good. Yeah, for everybody to see. <laughs> <laughs> um so with the podcast, I know you said interview style um mm-hmm. is uh is what you normally do, but is your background influence um, the things you discuss or the people you ask, or I guess, how does your background influence what you do or what your vision mm-hmm. is with your podcast? Right. So I, I, I don't think so. Um, honestly, like the, my vision, because there's so, there's so many nicely suit and tie podcasts that are mm-hmm. neat and tucked in. And I just wanted to have a real conversation with people that yeah. you wouldn't normally get. 
You know, I wanted to ask, that's why I have the signature questions. I want to ask questions mm-hmm. that you don't hear the answers from, you know, in the the uh the Q and A section at, at the Ligonier Conference. Mm-hmm. You know, I I wanted to have a lay, you know, lay person living room talk with people that you honor and respect and just give you just a side of them that you never seen, you know, cause that's me. I'm, I'm cool. I'm laid back. You know, I showed up at Ligonier with a snapback jeans and a, <laughs> and a t-shirt, you know what I'm saying? Like that's awesome. I had a booth at G3. I had on jogging pants, a hoodie and, you that's know, legit. a snapback. Yeah. You know, I was like, what's up? <laughs> I'm coming to your booth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I, I am who I am, man. And, yeah. I, and I'm not trying to be, you know, this or that. And, and I think people respect that. And, and that's kind of the same manner that I come with my podcast, man. I, I'm just okay. coming as, as me. I'm not trying to be nobody else. Yeah. Uh, I guess that, that does play some on my background, just being authentic and being comfortable with, with who I am. Um, and then understanding, cause one of the biggest compliments I got from Ligonier and Chris Larson with those guys was they love the fact that I'm exposing a different audience to them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why they like what we do cool. because an audience that wouldn't normally get, I mean, at their conference, man, it's like, you know, 60 and above. Like, right. yeah. Yep. So, you know, me popping around there, you know, it's a different kind of audience. And the same <laughs> thing with the podcast, I'm exposing, you know, people that wouldn't normally, you know, get this kind of content. I'm exposing them to it through the podcast. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I ended up loving about your podcast too, was that you get to, I love the signature questions at the end. That's like my favorite yeah, thing. Man. Cause it's funny to see, you know, these, these big authors, pastors that we, that are so popular. And then some like don't ever listen to a podcast ever right? and only right. listen to classical music. And then you find right. out this other random dude listens to like every podcast in the world and, and R and B or something. Yeah. Yeah. Lincoln Duncan, man. He, he likes uh, Motown. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Yo, wow, that just threw me way off. I was not expecting that. Nope. No. Yeah. So it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Um, So in this ministry, what have you found to be some of your biggest challenges? Um, so probably as far as challenges go, um, just on a personal side, um, you know, working on dealing with my pride um, mm-hmm. because, you know, you get the big names, you know, you got to see who I get. You don't see who I don't get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, like true. you don't see who says no, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't see who schedules and then figure out um, associated with somebody else and then, you know, counsels. So yeah. well, that's yeah. probably the, the biggest challenge is just, you know, not letting that, uh, affect me, you yeah. know, uh, and, and it comes down to a pride issue. I, I feel like I deserve it. You know, I feel like right. I deserve them. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, my podcast is big enough. You should be called, you know, that. Mm-hmm. So probably the big, that's probably the biggest challenge, man, just dealing with rejection and then, you know, uh, dealing with how to handle it and how to, um, walk through it, you know, in godliness. That's encouraging to hear for us. <laughs> yeah, that's very encouraging for us to hear. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yep, because it's, it's happened. So, yep. here you oh, go. And yeah, we're just no, like, that's... well, I guess. <laughs> we're like, oh, the, yeah. e- the email got lost. They didn't <laughs> see it and delete it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, I, I get those, brother. Like, there's a there's a couple of great whites, man. I call them great whites. Yes. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I ever... Get my hand on them, you know, yeah. a couple of dicks. <laughs> uh, one of them, I, I did everything but beg for. Mm-hmm. And God bless his soul, man. Dr. RC, like, I literally almost 
email daily, call daily, yeah. begging for an opportunity. Yeah. And uh and you know, didn't get it and and preferably, man, I get to run a podcast in heaven and I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, new heavens, new earth, right? You can just keep podcasting. Right. <laughs> like, come on, RC, you didn't get me the first time. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, right. You gotta do it now. We got eternity. <laughs> That's funny. Um so so from your from where you're at, what you get to see and experience and, you know, conferences you get to go to, people you get to talk to, what would you say um, is the biggest hurdle for the church in our day right now? The biggest hurdle? Um, man, so I could I could take the easy route and talk about, uh, you know, racism, all that, but mm-hmm. that's whack. That's easy. <laughs> um, what I'm, I'm going to say the biggest hurdle for the church is... Um, um, transitioning the gospel preached within into the community. Um, I, there are a lot of people that are trying to take the gospel to the community, mm-hmm. but there's a whole lot more people that are not. So um, I think the biggest hurdle for the church is just making that trans transition and including and expanding outside of the walls uh, when it comes to getting the gospel to the lost. Mm. Um, so you're kind of saying just, like it's an evangelism problem. They're just not really going out into the streets kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't think they're going out. I, I don't think that, you know, I mean, and like I said, for, for every, every time I say it, I think of people that are, um, yeah. but there are so many people that are not. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, that within itself, I mean, it's, it's the commission that we were given, you know, right. to, to go out and preach the gospel. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, I just, I don't see it. And they, uh, I mean, and it don't have to manifest to me, but just, you know, from what I can tell on my on the local level, I don't see it as much or as much effort towards that. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I pray that we could get to the place where that is the case and, and everybody knows, you know, mm-hmm. what we're doing. That's good. What would you, what would you do to encourage or what would you say to encourage churches towards that end? Um, I guess my encouragement would be, you know, like I said, it's it's the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let's follow Scripture. Um, you know, um, one of my dear brothers, Doug Logan, uh, is passionate, passionate about this. Um, you know, a lot of people are hesitant because they don't, they feel like they don't know how. You're training. There's plenty of people that will teach you how to go out, teach you how to evangelize, teach you how to hit the streets. Yeah, you know, um, get training. You know, don't be don't be scared. You know, God has given us, you know, He did not give us a spirit of fear, man. We're supposed to be ambassadors, and mm-hmm. um, and so we just, I encourage a man to, to to knuckle up. Let's let's go get it. That's awesome. Yeah, and evangelism and hospitality. I think that's two oh, things sure. we can invite them into mm-hmm. our homes. Oh, too. for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Rosario Butterfield is yeah amazing talking about hospitality. Yeah, she puts in the gut too. In, in a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Well, okay, plug the bar podcast. Tell people how they can get your content, and I know you have uh, several different podcasts in your um, mm-hmm. under your ministry too. So share with okay. share with everybody how they can get that. Cool, man. So again, thank you guys for having me. Definitely thank you. This was awesome honor and a, a privilege to be on your show. Um, to get up with the bar, man, this is the bar Um, you can find everything there. You find the regular bar podcast as well as the, uh, the network podcast. Um, we have a tab just for the bar podcast network and, um, all of our social media is pretty much the bar podcast on Facebook, 
Twitter, Instagram, the bar underscore podcast. And uh, you can also get our gear. We got shirts, hats, mugs, anything you want to put a name on it. We got the bar on it somewhere. So hit that up, thebargear.com. But that's uh, that's pretty much it, man. And it's cool merch too. It's not like lame Christian yeah. merch. It's like it's yeah. it's good stuff. It's clean, yeah. We it's got, clean. We gotta get y'all some merch, man. You gotta right. call at me. That's, That's what right. I'm talking about. All right. I'll give you my connect. I ain't stingy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one more thing before we go. Sure. Um, I don't know if you've been like following what's been happening on social media lately, but there's this new challenge that one of our boys from Rebel Alliance Media started called the Pro Life Challenge. Uh, we have had Doug Wilson do the pro-life challenge. Joe Boot just did the the pro-life challenge. So now we got to call you out. We need to hear. I think you already did. Somebody yeah. called me out already. <laughs> yeah. Did. Well, we might have. We might have. But we need well, to. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be looking for that. Okay. No, I got you. I, it, <laughs> I, I saw it. I, you know, it got lost in the mail. I mean, you know, it got lost in the shelf. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Just you've got kidding, a good excuse. No. <laughs> you've got a good excuse. You were being a dad this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got you. But yeah, no, no, I definitely, definitely do it. Um, awesome. And, and, and I appreciate the uh, the invite for it, too, as well. Awesome. We really appreciate you coming on, Dwayne. Oh, man. Pleasure is definitely all mine, for sure. All right. This is awesome. Thank you, Dwayne, so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Later, guys. All right. Bye. All right. So that was our interview with Dwayne. He is awesome. That was really incredible. Couldn't be a cooler guy. Yeah, that's really cool. So again, Dwayne, thank you for coming on. We really appreciated it. We hope that you guys love learning about um, him and just his testimony and the ministry that he's doing. Obviously, um, we do a podcast. He does a podcast, so we relate there, and we just mm-hmm. we want to get um, you know the reformed faith and um, the truth out to as many people as we can in as many avenues as we can as right. part of how we fulfill the Great Commission. Well, and at Rebel Alliance Media, we're not about just building our brand. We are about encouraging the church, encouraging mm-hmm. believers. So we want you guys to go listen to the Bar Podcast. I mean, yeah. he's got some good stuff, some encouraging stuff, and let's work together. Yeah, and he interviews some of these really big-name people. He's interviewed Al Mohler before and Ligon Duncan and the Cross Politic guys, uh, Doug Wilson. He's interviewed tons of people right so go check out his feed and get old episodes too because that stuff's timeless and it's it is fun to listen to those interviews so yeah anyway go check out the bar podcast biblical and reformed yeah they got a <laughs> they got good stuff so all right thank you guys tune in next week as we pick up our series on covenant theology talking about the covenant of redemption mm-hmm. and we pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened by the power of the spirit until next time get woke Let's start with the microphone check One, two, first Water to the dry and weary soul of the true church The kind of things that few search They say that the truth hurts Well this pain is gained So let's explain the new birth First things first Can't neglect this at the start I must preface my remarks With the deadness of the heart From original sin The effects of the fall The sin of our first parents Brought death to us all Since Adam was our federal head What he did counted for us In him were all rebels and dead Yo, captured in the mind Disaster, sin and crime in a dark state, Alaska in the winter time, sour in our frames. Left to ourselves, we be devoured in the flames. Cause we're powerless to change. If you feel that way, I pray that you respond happily. As you see what Jesus had to say in John chapter 3.
you peep this, you'll see that verse one is my thesis. It's the deepest truth that should get you speechless. What scripture teaches will fill in the missing pieces. Picture Jesus meeting up with Nicodemus. Perhaps it was fright about the other Pharisees' wicked spite against Christ that turned this into Nick at night. He called the rabbi and gave him props, said he was a teacher from God. Jesus replied, made him stop. Regarding the kingdom of God, no one's going in. In fact, you can't even see it unless you're born again. That must have consumed and stretched his mind, cause he said, Can a man enter his mother's womb a second time? Naturalistically, the only way for him to hear it. Jesus said you must be born of the water and the spirit. No other way to enter heaven. That sounds like Ezekiel 36, 25 to 27. In this new birth, the spirit is the source and the agent. The water symbolizes spiritual purification. Flesh can only produce flesh. That's true and factual. Regenerating work of the spirit is supernatural. It's kind of like the wind, which is free. East to west can't perceive the steps. You can only see its effects in the same way the Holy Spirit chooses who he pleases to sovereignly open their eyes to the truth of Jesus. For the spirit's mysterious operation uh-huh. We will all be under serious condemnation I'd still be rejecting the sun If God hadn't said let there be light Like Genesis 1 yeah. And just like the light could not refuse to shine Irresistible grace has renewed my mind Let's exalt the king who died and truly is risen The new birth is not the effect of human decision But the cause It changes our natural habitation The situation It's a radical transformation I was cursed and polluted So my dirt was inexcusable With new internal his person is beautiful, his worth is indisputable The lamb is amazing, a standing ovation for his work in the crucible So let us respond with true worship and love To the God who has given new birth from above